Hey, what's up, guys? Jordan Anderson here. Thank you for joining me on this beautiful Friday. What is up? We're talking today about pricing, my favorite subject. I'm talking, it's a broken record to me, but I love talking about it. I want to talk about it with you today. I'm excited. Thank you for watching this live stream. And let's get into it. I got a nice little presentation for you. I got, uh, you know, we had a great one on Monday. I think all these presentations so far, all these little PowerPoints that I've been doing, uh, you know, some are good, some are bad. It's not for me to judge. Uh, I, I am seeing that the more I put into these, go figure, Jordan, the more I put into these, the better they turn out to be. Or I feel confident in extemporaneously talking and just, you know, if you give me a subject, I feel like I can go pretty far with it. Um, but the more you give me a structure to what I need to talk about or you kind of give me the bullet points or like, you know, it's like when you're acting and you're doing a take and it's like, okay, just give me the first line or give me like, what's the first two words of the sentence? Okay, that, okay, yep. All right, I got it. Thanks. Here we go. Let's do it. That's that's how I felt with these uh giving these little PowerPoint speeches. Um to talk meta about all this live streaming stuff. Um it has something I played I I'm playing around with it now. I've thought about it before. I am not claiming to be a live streamer. My I've heard overheard my wife talk about this stuff. Uh she's like, Oh yeah, Jordan just started live streaming. He's only got a couple of viewers, and it's like it's not about the viewers right now. I know no one is watching, and that might, that sometimes is a good thing. It's not, to me, it's not about people. If you are watching this, I love you. You're here. Thank you for being here. But it's, uh, I can't put all my hopes and dreams into are the people going to show up live at 9 p.m. on a weekday? Uh, what I have been doing in, in the kind of benefit that I've seen with this, and I, I can't remember if I talked about this on Wednesday, but it's been a dual purpose content creation mode for me. And I, yeah, now I'm thinking about, it. I did talk about this on Wednesday that I'm recording this right now. I'm recording this into a professional microphone. So I have video of this. I have professional audio of this, which means I can make YouTube videos from this. I have the entire playback of this whole live stream. And I turn it into a podcast and the kind of the, the medium suits for this that, you know, I, I would make YouTube videos in the past and they'd be like little five minute clips. And that wasn't always best suited for a podcast or um, or how I would edit or do a couple of jump cuts here or I would say something that required visually seeing a graphic or what what have you. It wasn't exactly right. But now what I can do and what I've done so far and I've got a. a Uploaded some videos today. I've got a, a ton more scheduled for next week to come out. And it's just been a nice way to do kind of a shotgun blast of get a ton of content um, and get it all recorded and then put it all in the edit machine and, and pop out a bunch of clips. Um, so that's been like, that has been the cool part. So if you're on the chat, uh, I will say throughout this whole pair you know presentation uh if you have any pricing questions if you are struggling yourself maybe you're a creator a photographer a videographer and you're watching this and you have some pricing questions you maybe want to get it worked out uh in the comments and you know or if you have a question that you think might benefit the whole audience from reading or hearing um feel free to drop it in the comments um this is yeah it's two-way street folks let's get into it enough of this chit chat dilly dally Pricing versus you. Yes, it's uh, pricing is a scary thing. So today I want to cover a few things. Today we're going to be talking about creative dysmorphia. We're going to be covering our client's shoes. 
we're going to be talking about old art professors. And today, my goal for this video that you're watching, for this live stream that you're watching, is that I want to convince you that your work is good enough and that you are good enough. I think we're, as creatives, we're very sensitive and it's, we have very, we, some have egos, some have big egos, uh, but some ha are, whether, depending on the size of your ego or if you, both large and small egos, I think being creative also means you are a little bit more sensitive and maybe that's just kind of naturally how it comes. Like when you're a little bit more sensitive to things, you're open to things and you're kind of open to new ideas and you're able to kind of absorb the world around you, get inspired, create some beautiful things. Um, but with that openness and insecurity a little bit and being kind of emotionally raw, we fail sometimes in talking about hard, cold financial facts, money. Um, and also kind of standing up for ourselves. Another thing that I want to convince you that you are good enough is also that you don't need five to 10 years of experience to be charging over $10,000 for your work. When I was first starting out as fresh out of college as a filmmaker, I thought if I could get $2,000 for this project, I had made it. I was rolling in dough. And uh, I want to tell you that the further I get out into this, I realize uh, the people beside me, my colleagues, I'm, you know, as I've grown up with them, we've all kind of grown up shoulder to shoulder. I'll look over at them and like, wait a minute, this person has way less experience than me. It, it, like, th maybe this is my job. I'm, I'm not a competitive person, Jordan. You're not a competitive person. There's room to go around. Uh, you'd see other people and there's, and the, the jealousy will kind of bubble up in the back of your brain, which you just have to squash immediately. But there's, you'll see there's like, how are these people able to charge that much money? Like, they're not that good or I'm, I'm better than them. Um, and you start to realize it's not so much about the skills you have or how good you are. Uh, and we're going to talk about that and how to overcome that, you know, our attachment to thinking that the skills are what's what. Um, and then how to, we're going to, uh, I'll give you a couple of tricks here in this live stream. Two photographers walk onto a job. One believes. The other doesn't. Who makes more money? Who makes more money? It's going to get weird today, folks. It's going to be a little less. Like, I already got my hair flying through. It's, I'm starting to look like a, a, a finance bro here already. But today we're talking about pricing. It's not creative, frilly, frou-frou stuff today. It's about the money. It's about the pricing. It's about getting what you're worth. This is going to get, this might get, might be an uncomfortable live stream for you today. If you don't feel comfortable with pricing and talking about money, buckle up. A, the one that doesn't believe is not going to make as much money as the one who believes. And it's weird because there are these two truths that kind of live in this world. I, I talked about some truths last, last week that here are two truths for today. Those who believe they are confident are... And we are what we purchase. When I, so the first one, those who believe that it's and that one's self-explanatory. If you, if you walk into a room and you are nervous about how you look, you are nervous. If you walk into a room or you walk into a conversation with a client and you are confident, then you are confident. If you feel like you're confident, then you are confident. If you feel like the most badass person in the room, then you are the most badass person in the room. I don't care what anybody says. You are. If you so, if you're walking into a, a conversation, whether it's on your website, whether it's presenting yourself on video like this, taking a selfie on Instagram story, all of that stuff, all of that is about confidence. And I, I'm not here to be a, a motivational speaker or to say like this is how you get confidence or you just gotta believe in yourself. But it, it's it that's a start. 
Just start believing in yourself. And, and I'm not saying this is the answer to everything, but I, this is a, the very first step that I want you to have is that you have to believe that this is all possible, that you can charge what you're worth, and that walking into a room, walking into a sales conversation with a client, when it comes to your wedding packages, when it comes to your photography, your creative services, you have to ha- start with some confidence, a base level co- sort of confidence. And I'll talk about what, and we're going to get into this. This will, I'm going to cover everything as to why our confidence as photographers and creatives get so warped and get so eh, a little bit shaky. The second truth, we are what we purchase. Uh, I wrote a blog post about this. This is uh, from the Book Yourself Solid book by Michael Port. We are what we purchase. If our client, our clients want to pay for something that they are proud of. Why do people buy fancy cars? Why do people buy nice houses? Why do people buy cool, stylish glasses that are overpriced? Because they, because we are what we purchase. We, why do people buy Sony A7S's versus Canons versus GH5s? Because we, because they want to associate that. They want to be that type of person that would own that type of gadget. It's weird. It's it's capitalistic. We are whatever our society, whatever comments you want to make about that. We are what we purchase. So if a bride and groom are thinking about hiring a photographer for their wedding, when we talked about those two photographers, one that's confident, the other that is not, why would they want to hire an uh, someone who is not confident in themselves? Because that's a reflection of them. That's a reflection of the client to say, like, I don't feel confident in myself as the client. And therefore, I want to hire other people who aren't confident in themselves. No, you want to, when you're hiring somebody, when you're hiring someone to do a job, a gig, you want them to have some confidence. You want them to uh, be worth something. Someone who is free or cheap or not confident in themselves is someone that you don't necessarily want on your team or someone working for you and expect them to do good work. So keep these two things in mind. Those who believe they are confident are and we are what we purchase. So let's start with creative dysmorphia. I might be making up this term, but I think I think we kind of get it when we see creative dysmorphia. This is the kind of like, this is where our confidence gets kind of warped as creatives. And uh, let's, let's kind of dive into it. So it all starts in college. If it, and <laughs> maybe everything starts in college, but it starts in college. And I'll, and I'll, get, I'll share my story. When I went to JMU, I was, you know, I was 17. I was, I had been doing filmmaking since I was probably, I'd been doing it since I was 13 years old. I, it all started really like, we would have like, I would have, my birthday is one day away from my younger brother's birthday. So we'd have these kind of like, he would choose one weekend, I would choose the other weekend. And on weekends, we, as you get older, the birthday parties become less organized and then become less like the parents aren't around. And so like when you're 12, 13, it's like you're a little bit more mature and you can have your own kind of birthday party. So that's like, let's hang out in the basement. Let's play some video games. Let's play some Guitar Hero, whatever it was that year. And I got a hold of my mom's video camera. She had a Sony camera, a little mini DV tapes where, you know, the kind that you had to like rewind. And that's where it all started for me. 
we would make, uh, we just make home videos. Like my friends would show up at nine o'clock, we'd eat some birthday cake, eat some pizza, and then like ten o'clock, ten thirty, we'd get out the Nerf guns, get out the fake Lord of the Rings swords and the lightsabers, and we'd make like a Call of Duty movie or something, or like some like ridiculous movie, and we'd shoot it all through the night, and it you know would be five a.m., six a.m. We'd shoot the last scene of the movie, and then we'd what you know it'd be seven a.m. and we'd plug it in with the little yellow and red and white cords, plug it into the TV, hit rewind, and we'd watch the whole movie and laugh our asses off. And that feeling just kept more morphing, moving further and further for me into saying, "Hey, like my parents, were like you know, you can get an education for this. Like you can go to college for this. You seem to like videos. You're in these video production classes in high school. You're, uh, I think I was age." 14 when I made my first green screen and we're talking like 2007 maybe 2008 at this point and and it just kind of kept pushing further and further so then I, I looked at a couple colleges looked at I'm I'm here in Virginia so I was I didn't want to go so far as to California for but there are a couple art schools I didn't want to go to artsy art schools but you know I started to look at like what kind of colleges do I want I landed on JMU because they had the kind of, I call it like the college experience and also a pretty good film program. Um, film programs were, it's like, it was either New York City, LA, Full Sail in Orlando. Um, everything else is just kind of like TV production or like media video production. It wasn't like a dedicated video production, but it all started in video production. Uh, just kind of, but born from a design department, a design school. So maybe you're an art major. I don't catch me up here. All right, I'm. So now you're like it all starts in college. You're an art major. You're a photography major. You're media arts. You're a design student. So you kind of have to start with. They indoctrinate you at the very beginning. They you know they throw you in. Now you got to learn all the basics. You got to learn Final Cut. You got to learn Photoshop. You got to learn. It's you know, this is very one on one class. Uh, art. I think ours is called SMAD, the Media Arts and Design School. So in SMAD, you did SMAD 101, and you just kind of introduced yourself to, like, they would do things like the history of TV and the history of film and the history of art, and you're learning all these things, and you're just kind of plunging deeper and deeper and learning, like, um, you know, here now you're learning things like the principles of design. I remember learning all this in uh, sophomore year, you know, balance, color, form, contrast, repetition, movement, learning all this stuff, and I'm like, okay, I'm making videos. I don't know if that's, like, exactly what is a part of it but you know even things like typography which i love typography uh i grew to love it from college and and of course you learn editing which medium to use theory collaboration um and you start to get like further and further into the college system the kind of uh bachelors of art world and you're we're indoctrinated and like we start to believe that as art students, that these are the most important values to adhere to. These are the principles that shape our world. These are the core columns of our world. And that's kind of how I operate it. I think that's how a lot of filmmakers, uh, photographers, art majors operate. And then they get kind of further out into college. And then like graduation starts creeping up further and further. And you're like, hmm, okay. And you graduate and you're still holding on to these values. And then you get to the real world and you start to get a real boy, big boy job and you realize that you have a warped perspective that the core values and principles and art of design and rule of thirds and color theory and you know, like it's kind of it doesn't really 
Not to say that it doesn't matter, but then when you start to work in a business sense and you work with other clients and you work with other businesses, you realize that that kind of, that kind of stuff, that all those little principle design principles of design really is just for you and like your own craft. It has nothing really to do with your job um, or how you do your job. It's like, and, and this kind of, this is starts to, this is where the, we have this creative dysmorphia because we start to judge our work. You know, we're looking at our work in, uh, as a freelancer, the work that we're getting with clients and we're starting and we judge it based off those values that we learn. We say, okay, this is a good photo because it has the rule of thirds. This is a good, uh, framing of this composition because it has movement. The eye draws you from the top left of the screen and draws you down to the bottom right of the screen. This has good flow. The pacing of this is nice. And this, and you know, because that's all we, that's all we were taught. We were taught that these are the most important values. These are the things that we should know and we should pay attention to when we're judging our art and when we're looking at the when we're giving feedback to our other colleagues um this is you know and it that's again that's the structure that we're born with or or the kind of like if we're reborn and reborn into the real world after after we graduate from college those are the things that are the dna of us as creatives that we learn those principles of, of design and it's warped. It, it doesn't make sense because then we start to work with clients and we're, we're applying some of these things. And yeah, we sound like a cool filmmaker and we sound like we're like, we know what we're talking about, but clients judge things on a different scale. And this is where the friction starts to happen. And this is where our world starts to crumble under, you know, beneath our feet because I, you know, you're talking about rule of thirds. You're talking about balance and movement and flow and color theory and emotions. And then the client has no idea what the fuck you're talking about or what does this even mean or what does this even matter? And we'll move on because let's think about your clients. They aren't like your art professors, your art professors. And that's, and I should have articulated this earlier. That's how you start. That's how you judge your own work. When your art professor came up and they had their hands behind their back and they're watching and let's give some feedback to Jordan on, on his work here on his, his Photoshop design or his, his image. Why did this work folks? Let's talk about this as a class. What, what works with this? What doesn't work with this? And that's how like the little, like the art professor is like living in our head. So that's, you know, that's how we judge our work and that's how we work with clients and our clients are not art professors they probably didn't go let's 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 think about our clients here they probably didn't go to art school they don't know how to use a camera they don't know the first thing there is to know about color theory they could probably tell you what happens when you mix colors but they can't tell you what analog analogous colors are complementary colors are the emotions of color they can't tell you any of that, but here's what they probably do know. They do know how to find the right people for the right job. They know what is right for their customers and clients, and they they can they know confidence when they see it. So they know that if they're putting together a job, if they need a project, if they are looking for a photographer to help their business, they know how to find they the business. Being a good business owner, being a good business person, entrepreneur is about the who, not the how. It's about, I know I don't have to know photography. I don't have to know Photoshop, but I do know how to find a photographer. I do know how to find someone who does know Photoshop and can help me with this business project that I'm working on. 
I know I've talked with my customers, I've talked with my clients, I know what their needs are, and I know how to create this project or create a concept that's going to resonate with my, if it's if we're building a new ad campaign, if we're building a new website, if we're starting something new on social media, I know how exactly to talk to my customers so I can talk and I can articulate to the creative, to the marketing team, to the ad agency, I can I can articulate to them what my customers are feeling, what problems they have. And I also understand confidence when I see it. When I see someone that says, Hey, Jordan, I'm, you know, I want you to hire me as a photographer because I think that I can help you, uh, achieve your business goals. And I, and I'm confident in my ability to do that as a photographer. Clients understand that they don't have to understand that you know what, how to edit raw photos or that you know how to shoot a camera wide open or that you use film instead of digital. They don't have to know that and they don't, and you, and, and you knowing those skills, they, that may not translate. So what are clients looking for? And in other words, what do they value? What they value? Let's figure that out. Clients are looking to achieve a business outcome, which is a very broad way to say it. Um, and what are those business outcomes? What are some examples, Jordan? Outcomes such as revenue increase, product sales, email opt-ins, people signing up for a newsletter, people downloading some kind of PDF, people uh, wanting to get access to a guide, email opt-ins, and, and website traffic. Some people just want those. These are all potential business outcomes, examples, not limited to, but these are all types of business outcomes. So this is where photographers struggle. This is the big crucial point. We're still in our art professor mode, art school mode, where we are thinking a good photographer is someone who can uh, combine color, combine excitement, express emotion, capture a moment, get it sharp, get it in focus, edit well, know how to use Lightroom presets. We all think that that's, that's what it is. That's what it takes to be a good photographer. Mm-mm. It's not. This is where they, this is where photographers struggle because they struggle to translate their art into business terms. They say, okay, well, you know, I shoot in this resolution. These are the types of photos. My photos have been shown here. They talk about maybe some of the clients they've worked with, but what they fail to talk about and what a lot of creators fail to talk about, and it's, it's sometimes understandable, but after watching this live stream and after you watch, after watching this video, I'm, I'm, you, you no longer have this excuse. You have to start understanding how to translate the work that you do, the art that you produce, the creative assets that you are making with your camera, with your mind, with your art school, photography education. Maybe you don't have an education. That's fine, too. Some or photographers are self-taught. And you have to figure out how can I translate this into business terms so that the people that don't know anything about art and photography and, and color theory can understand it and make it make them understand it and how it applies to their business and their potential business outcomes that they're trying to reach. That's the translation you need to make from art to your clients to their business. That's the that is I should diagram it, but that's that's the translation you are trying to make. And once we understand this, once we understand how to make this translation, this is how you can raise your prices. This is the this is one of the cornerstones of, uh, uh, or yeah, it's it's one of the cornerstones of 
how you can raise your prices. You know, when I'm able, th- this, I'll give you some examples of, of, of stuff that I've done. I have helped clients earn a hundred thousand dollars per month. I've, I've, I've done that with video, with video production, content, Instagram, Facebook. I've helped clients earn a hundred thousand dollars a month. I've helped clients earn over 4.5 million views on a video campaign and which led to tons of traffic to their blog, to their travel website. Because you must translate your value. I, I didn't say anything in these two examples about the resolution, what camera I shot on, how I shot it, what software I edited on, uh, how co- my inspiration. I, I didn't talk of anything about that. I just, this is when you, when clients see this kind of stuff, when they see this kind of stuff, that's what they want to hear. That's what they want to go. Oh, okay. Shit. Okay. Damn. That's what I want. I want the, okay, how do we get this guy? Let me hire this guy, get him on a project because I want that. And I want that. That's and it's like you. I'm not. This is. It is entirely wrong. I'll say that it's wrong to say we're dumbing this down or we're taking your highfalutin art and we are compressing it down into just some kind of business box that you know put that can fit inside an Excel spreadsheet square grid. It's that's not what we're doing. We are we're taking the art and how do we translate this into something that can really expand the value of a business that can really expand the value uh to your not not just your clients but your clients clients the clients and the customers of the person that you're working with because when we speak our clients language this i I love this i love this quote when we speak our clients language we form a deeper more fruitful connection if i just came into the conversation and i started talking about canon and medium format and lenses and wide open and lens breathing and bokeh and vintage film grain like colored like like they wouldn't understand that and it wouldn't be valuable to them but if i were able to sit across the table and talk about how we're going to capture your client stories how we're going to uh we are going to make it so that your clients when they see this ad when they see this video campaign when they see the front page of their website of your website that it resonates with them and they feel compelled and they feel like this whole place, this whole website, video campaign, photo campaign, whatever it may be, is was perfectly made for them and they feel like they're a part of the family. And when they feel like they're a part of the family, you know what? They're going to add a couple things to the cart and they're going to check out and they're going to increase the lifetime value of them as a customer. And it's going to increase the uh, increase revenue sales for you as a business. How does that sound? That sound pretty good. Okay, let's do it. Let's let's get a let's get this photo project underway, and uh, yeah, and you can sign the contract right here. Thank you. My name's Jordan Anderson. Have a good day. But it's like I don't make pretty pictures. I this is the translation. I help businesses get their message out to the right customers. So you need to figure out like think like I'm not saying think like a business bro, business management major, uh, like tech bro. You need just to think a little bit about. If this person has no idea about art, about color theory, about any of this, framing, composition, that you need to figure out a good, and this is where having an executive producer comes in. This is where having a, an agent comes in. That's on the high end. Um, cause some creatives like to stay away from all this. They like to hide and just, I just want to live in the art world. 
Uh, but not all of us have that luxury. Not all of us can pay a, a 25% commission to our agent that got us hired on this Nike job. Uh, some of us got to go out and get our own work. And we have to talk directly with clients and, and have a conversation that speaks their language. Like we talked, I, I've talked about this in when we're writing copy on our website, when we're writing captions on our social media page, that we have to speak their language. Talk like I do and I will hear you, and it will resonate with me. With me, and together we're going to form a really great relationship. I feel like we we were connected. I feel like we've been best friends my whole life. That's the kind of connection you want to make with your clients. So let's ruffle your feathers a little bit. I want to, yeah. There are photographers out there that are less talented than you, earning more money than they should be. And I'm not saying because they are less qualified, but and and that's and I want and I want that to be a jab at you. I want that to be. I want you to let this let this fact sink in. You're like, okay, so it's not about skills. It's not about having the best camera. It, then what is it, Jordan? You know, we, we're talking. We're floating around all this idea. It's about having the confidence and being able to have the right conversation. Oh, you already made the slide. How? Why, Jordan? It's about having the right conversation with your clients. If you were having a conversation about pixels and resolution and f-stops and ISO, they are it's not going to translate well. And then you're going to sit back and be confused as to why I can't sell video projects, why I can't sell this photo project, why I can't get hired by this ad agency to be their go-to photographer, their first vendor on the list. And you're going to wonder, well, because I haven't, the reason is because you haven't been able to translate the work you do. And this has, you know, this can be testimonials. This can be social proof. This can be case studies. This can be what you put on your website, the work that you do. I want you to start. You no longer have the excuse. You have to start asking the questions. What are the business results from the work that I've been doing? And you need to go back. If you have old clients and it's a little bit harder with wedding photographers, but I, there is because some of that is a little bit more emotional because that, I would consider that more like a B2C. But if you're in a B2B setting, I want you guys to go back, ask the clients what actually happened. How much site traffic did you get from this project that we worked on? Um, did this help your social media? Did your engagement go up? I want you to start looking back, finding those stats and tracking those stats and st and start thinking about how you could have done better on a project, how you could have translated the work that you did, translate the value to your clients so that, that when you're sitting across the table from them, you're having the right conversation, talking about the project, talking about business outcomes in the language that they understand. Don't act like your art professor. Don't act like this, you know, Heidi tidy you know, art student who thinks they're so full of themselves and they understand composition and rule of thirds and, and golden triangles and spirals and all that stuff. I don't want you to be that person anymore because that's going to hold you back. It's great to know that stuff. Know that stuff, get better at your craft, understand the fundamentals, understand the rules of art and, and composition and design, understand all of those things. But I don't want you talking about that kind of shit with your clients. It's not going to translate in a way that's effective to them. That's going to move the conversation forward and make them believe that they, you, you're trying to make them to believe that, that you're a confident photographer and that you can do the job. And, and when you're hiding behind jargon, when you're hiding behind the art stuff, it shows a little, it, your insecurity kind of bleeds through a little bit. And the truths that we talked about at the very, very beginning of this, of this whole thing, that 
people, you are what you purchase. And if you feel like you're the, you're confident in the room, then you are. That's the, that's the core nugget of everything. I want you to figure out how you can translate your value because when you can translate that, that's when you can start to raise your prices. And that's when you can start to say, I'm worth more. I'm not just worth $2,000. I'm worth $5,000. You know what? Actually, because this project that we're about to do, and I was able to help my last client earn $100,000 per month, you know, $100,000 per month, that's $1.2 million a year. You know, if I was able to do that with a client, I think for this project, we might be able to, to get, maybe we don't have the same size budget, but I think we can earn you an extra $25,000 per month from this project. And I, and what I'm thinking, I, I only want to take about 10% of that. If I took 10% of that from one month's earnings, that's $2,500. Let's do $2,500 for this project. And, uh, and, and that's how we're going to move forward. Cause I believe that the work that we do and, and every, if everything lines up, I think we can earn you an extra $25,000 per month. And that's the conversations you have with your clients. You make them see the value of your work and how it translates to, to their business. Uh, my name is Jordan P. Anderson. Thanks for watching and have a great rest of your Friday, a great weekend, and I'll see you on the next one. Photographers, do you want to raise your prices but don't know how? Ditch your pretty Pinterest templates for something that actually makes you money. Check the boxes where the answer is yes. Are you unsure how to get those high-paying clients? Are you tired of everyone selling you on the secret formula to success that doesn't seem to be aligned with who you really are? Do you feel ready to raise your prices, but do you still feel like the market is too saturated? Are you tired of chasing wedding after wedding, barely breaking even? Do your clients say, we can't afford you? Are you feeling burnt out from saying yes to jobs and clients that don't resonate with you? Do you want to feel alive, excited, and inspired in your creative life again? If you checked any of these boxes above, then I want to invite you to check out the Perfect Wedding Package. Start charging what you deserve. You can be the best photographer with the best gear, but unless you're actually making money at this, it's nothing more than a really, really expensive hobby. What most of us end up doing, we work on projects that can barely pay the rent and end up having to settle for a 9 to 5. As a photographer, we start with so much passion and excitement. Then one day, a friend of ours says they're getting married, and then they want you to shoot it. Wait, really? But I've only been doing this for fun up till now. I can't charge my friends thousands of dollars. So instead, you tell them you're only going to charge $250. Even though, looking back, they would have been more than happy to pay you more. An even worse scenario is to charge nothing for a wedding shoot because you feel like you need more practice. So much of our pricing is based on confidence and perception. As you quietly bump along to your next wedding, this time it's a friend of a friend. You think, well I can't jump too high, I'll charge $300 for this wedding. And on and on, you barely bump up your prices as to not disturb the waters or appear too ambitious. You think to yourself, if I charge $2,500, I look like a money-hungry con artist. And on top of all that, I don't even know what excuses I would say to a client if they push back. I would run scared back down to $300 because it feels safe. And at least I won't get a no, right? Hi, I'm Jordan P. Anderson. I'm a marketing nerd, content creator. I've filmed over 200 I-Do's and spent the last 10 years trying to perfect a system that creates a compelling story that drives business results, whether it's new followers, course signups, or booking new clients. That business results part didn't come easy. 
I spent my first few years out of college at La La Land, making, shooting, and vlogging my way to booking more clients. But my efforts versus what I was being paid for was always felt disconnected. I was playing around on YouTube, hoping something magical would happen, and it didn't. I was barely living up to the dreams I'd set for myself. To put it bluntly, I would have made more money at Burger King than working on my video business. I felt guilty for being a poor husband. My wife was absolutely killing it in her healthcare job, and I was simply playing YouTuber, not bringing my share as a husband. I felt guilty, I felt like a failure, and on top of that, I then lost my job. Now back into a dark corner, one that I never want to visit again, I had to do some real soul searching to upheed my business, start from scratch, and create a system that could actually make money and start contributing more as a husband. Job rejection after job rejection, unemployment checks running dry, everything was out of my control. The only thing I could control was my perspective and the skills I could learn. The core of my insecurity was that I didn't know how to properly charge my clients. I didn't know how to ask for what I wanted. I started reading and studying every pricing, sales, and marketing book I could get my hands on. And then I changed my perspective. I realized that I can do this. I can provide for my wife. I can live up to those dreams. My biggest aha. My biggest aha moment was around the idea that pricing is about confidence and perception. I realized that it's all about how you frame the conversation with your clients. You have to believe that the clients love paying for your expensive options because of how it makes them feel. It was never about how slick I dressed or how cool I used the word strategic content driven initiatives. Knowing this, I put together this new pricing sheet and I had a client looking for a new website, a new take on her business, and a documentary to go along with it. This was my shot to put this new pricing knowledge into action. $10,000 was the number. I stared at this number on the screen for three days. No way can I send this quote. This is more money than I've ever made in my video business. Believing it's all possible, I emailed the proposal. Later that night at 10 p.m., client called and they said yes. I was lying to myself that I wasn't able to charge for what I deserve and I chose not to accept it. In fact, I feel this calling to help you flip your approach. Save yourself from the lies we tell ourselves and instead get you focusing on creating something that your clients are dying to say yes to. My goal is to help you establish a price that reflects who you truly are, a professional photographer that deserves to be seen as a business savvy, highly value creative who kicks ass at earning a living. Introducing the Perfect Wedding Package. I've built this Perfect Wedding Package to be a step-by-step -step guide for wedding photographers to start charging what they deserve. If you want more income, better clients, and more time to do the things you love, this template is what you need. Establish pricing that reflects your true value and upgrade your mindset to get comfortable welcoming more money and abundance with ease. The Perfect Wedding Package is your next step on the journey to raising your rates and getting paid what you deserve. You've been leaving so much money on the table with your wedding packages. What's inside the perfect package? A DIY printable one-page proposal that saves you countless hours on quoting and negotiation, an easy-to-read breakdown of a price sheet so you're able to bring in more income and avoid the low-paying, stressful gigs, creating the perfect set of options for your brides and grooms. The main reason why your wedding packages fail to book new clients? A checklist for what you need before any proposal is ever written and how to avoid clients from hell. The art of crafting options that guide your clients to choosing the right package every time. 
You'll also receive the Perfect Wedding Package Template, a $250 value, an in-depth video lesson, $500 value, a bonus, one-on-one -on -one wedding package workshop, a $2,000 value, another bonus, photography website audit, a $2,000 value, and a third bonus, direct access to me on Discord, a $150 value, total value, $4,900. Free video lesson. This in-depth video lesson makes it easy to create a one-page price sheet that does the selling for you and gives you the confidence to increase your income and free up time for you to focus on your best creative self, a $500 value. Bonus number one, one-on-one -on -one wedding package workshop. This 30-minute coaching session magnifies your results by having a practical, comprehensive conversation that focuses on perfecting your prices and clears up any hesitation about taking the next big step in your business and helps you realize that you are worth it and you deserve what's best in life. Bonus number two, photography website audit. This personalized assessment provides the keys to getting an objective look at your website so that you can create an experience that excites clients to work with you and share your story as a creative as well as create a place that shows off your portfolio that you can be proud of. Bonus number three, free access to me on Discord. This private channel is the shortcut needed to get direct access to me so you're able to get your price questions answered and create a safe place to learn how to upgrade your business and build a network that goes beyond your little backyard. A $4,900 value for only $97. I'm no math surgeon, but that looks like $4,883 of education going right back into your bank account. Imagine how it will feel to book your ideal clients, generate the income that you need and deserve, finally go full-time, have the tools you need to reach your goals, and truly believe in yourself. So what's the catch, Jordan? I'm offering this guide because I know that when you raise your rates and your clients say yes, that you're more likely to keep doing what you love, leave the 9 to 5 behind forever, and continue to grow your photography brand. That's it. That's my sleazy sales tactic for you to have success and maybe one day to share that success with the creative community. In fact, $97 is 1 50th of what I could be charging for an offer like this. I'm almost kicking myself for setting the price so low. So why would I do this? Helping photographers is my calling because like you, I've been told you have to go get a real job and that you have to be a starving artist in order to do what you love. I'm calling bullshit. So my goal is to help you make money. Then hopefully you'll choose to reinvest some of those profits back into the products and services that I offer. Does that sound more than fair? Do you have a guarantee? Yes. If at any time you feel like you have not gotten your money's worth, let me know and I'll refund you on the spot. I guarantee that if you implement this template, watch the videos, ask questions, and start believing that this is all possible, then you will have a completely new wedding package and a solid understanding of the core fundamentals of pricing and marketing yourself as a photographer. If for some reason you don't feel this is true, then let me know and you'll receive a full refund. No questions asked, and you keep the template to share with a friend who might find it useful. But if you're like most people, this experience will change your business, and for some of you, it will change your outlook on life. Just to recap, the Perfect Wedding Package includes the Perfect Wedding Package Template, a $250 value, in-depth video lesson, $500 value, a bonus of one-on-one -on -one wedding package workshop, $2,000 value, second bonus of photography website audit, $2,000 value, and a third bonus of direct access to me on Discord, a total value of $4,900. If you want more income, better clients, and more time to do the things you love, then this is the template you need. 
frequently asked questions. Do I have to be an advanced pro photographer? Not at all. In fact, the earlier you learn this, the more your photography business will thrive. Avoid the early mistakes and start charging what you're worth. And for the professionals out there, let's break a few old habits around pricing your work. When do I get to talk to you, Jordan? In order to get the most out of this package and get light a fire under your ass, we have to strike while the iron is hot. Your booking window expires 60 days from the date of purchase, so get on the Calendly ASAP. If there are major schedule conflicts, let me know. How do I book my pricing session with you, Jordan? I'll send you a Calendly invite for our 30-minute pricing workshop. You choose a time that works for you, and away we go. Does this actually work? Yes. Speaking from personal experience, I've used this on projects where I was able to charge $10,000. The variable is you and how much you believe you can achieve your goals. Why is this so cheap? Value is in the eye of the beholder. If you really want to know, I'm keeping this price down because I want so many more people to get their hands on this knowledge. If you want to pay more for it, just let me know. Thanks for listening. To start using the perfect wedding package, go to jordanpanderson.com slash wedding package.